Ah, greetings and salutations, patrons, members, fans of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and of course the top 20, which is the top 20 minutes of said Hard Rock Lunchbox. It is August 17th, 2023, year of our Lord. <laughs> Can't stop saying that. It's a very funny Lucy K joke. If you don't believe me, go find out for yourself. That's cool. Uh, once again, we are experimenting with the uh, camera, the new camera we've got. Uh, I'm actually going to be trying a new camera in the coming weeks, but for right now, I'm trying this one. I like this Lumina camera. It really does take a little bit to kind of figure out what it is I'm doing, which, you know, on any given day is probably true. Uh, but I did figure out how to deal with some of the blur and the fuzz, which I don't mind so much. But it was a little too abrupt. I really don't need to be the only thing in focus. And apparently there is no camera AI that can just blur me out and keep everything else in focus. So I'm just doing my absolute best. I did figure out how the panning works. So if I move over here like this, eventually the camera will kind of roll towards me. Which I actually thought was pretty cool. But I can move back over like this and really just give the camera a hard time. Which is... Isn't that what we're really all here for anyway? It's always a no! You know, it's really a matter of opinion at that point. Um, we are, uh, man, I don't know. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so out of it. I was actually just working on something at work, and this is something that a lot of people don't have. Oh, man, we're doing the hair. Hold on. Uh, a lot of people just don't have in their work day where uh, I was actually doing something that I was totally digging on because I was like this close to getting something to work and then I had to like stop and do this show and uh, I was like oh, I'll just try one more thing to see if I can get it to work and I made it so much worse <laughs> but hey man at least I know what I'm doing at 2 o'clock right yeah <laughs> anyway so if I'm a little late, it's okay. It's, I came in today and the chat was like empty. That never that never happens. It was the chat was completely empty. I thought it was broken. So uh, it could just be that I suck at this. I mean, like it's been almost ten years, and like I think we it's been well established that I suck at this. So I don't know that that's really on the table for debate anymore. It's really just kind of one of them, as they like to call true facts, which uh, is actually just facts because that's what facts are. Um, there is a brand new Top 20 out today, if you are so inclined. Uh, I talk about what's right uh, with Megan Rapino, And I talk about... I actually re-listened to it this morning. I, I took, took a walk around my neighborhood. Um, I, uh, I can get into the why of walking later. Uh, but I gave it a listen because honestly... And, and anybody that's a regular listener of this show knows that most of this, well, all of this, is not, is not scripted, and most of it is not well thought out. So sometimes it's sort of interesting to go back and hear what my train of thought was or my, my stream of consciousness. And it's funny because what I'm going to talk about in a little bit, and I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet this week, is kind of an extension of what I was talking about last week, so... If you're watching this right now and you're from the future, I would recommend going back and listening to the tail end of the uh, What's Right with Megan Rapinoe episode of the Top 20 because I really kind of lay out like just how ridiculous it is to really just be giving one of our greatest American assets a hard time for basically being just Megan Rapinoe. And I kind of walk through the logic with it. 
And uh, it's always funny when you're listening to your own show and you're nodding your head. It's like, yeah, man, this guy's making a whole lot of sense. Because it's like... <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's one thing to believe in the stuff that you say. Like, you really should do that. Like, if you don't believe in the stuff that you should... in, If you're not believing in the stuff that you're saying, like, you should probably apply for a job over at Fox News because don't forget all that stuff that just happened with, like, the election voting machines and all that other stuff when it, they proved in court that the uh, Fox uh, News anchors, the talking heads, absolutely did not believe what they were saying, but they were saying it anyway because it was the party line. Remember that? Remember, remember that? Remember those true facts? Oh, those are what we called lies because that's what they were. We don't actually have to call them something. They're actually names already. Um, so anyway, I would recommend you do that. Um, I do talk about uh, why it's better to work with, uh, you know, in terms of local music and, and why it's better to work with bands that you already know uh, and why I thought the, the show a couple weeks ago was so good um, and the difference between you know, doing fan grabs and doing like really stellar shows for people uh, and what the pros and cons kind of are of each. So give that a listen if you want. Uh, if you don't want, honestly, I've been asking forever. So if you don't want to listen to the show, that's really just fine. I'm glad you're here today and we can kind of carry on uh, with that. Uh, I think my interview with Jackie Raven has already posted. I have done a really horrible job. Well, it's probably not even posted. I think she probably just went live with it, so we probably already missed it because I am super bad at my promotion job. Like, I am just super bad. Like, you know the movie Super Bad? You know how good that was? I'm actually just super bad at promotion. And nothing really uh, goes to speak to that as much as the fact that uh, it took Side Out almost two weeks uh, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. It took Side Out almost two weeks to, to crack a thousand plays. That is just horrendous for the kind of Rebel 9 sort of release sort of thing. And that's literally because people don't know about it. Like, I've, I've texted people, uh, like my sisters, for example, like, hey, we have new music out. And they're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, of course. Right, because I'm just not promoting. Like, basically, my idea of promoting is saying it on this show. Uh, that about 50 people will listen to live, another couple hundred will listen to uh, in a replay, and then, you know, seven people will watch on YouTube. So, carry the one. That's like less than 300 people that even know Side Out came out. That is what an excellent job I am doing promoting. So, I'm not entirely sure what path I'm going to take. I'm thinking about doing some virtual PR this time and seeing how that goes. But I really... I feel like I don't have it in me to go full-on promo whore and just promote everything because it takes so much time. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a little trouble shutting up. So my interviews tend to go from like 10-minute interviews, which is really all you need to promote a single, uh, to about two hours because I just can't shut up, as uh, you may have noticed. Uh, so... I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I do know that I'm just I'm disappointed in the way it's performing on its own, but I'm also smart enough to know that, like, yeah, that's how that kind of works these days. It's not like people are waiting for my new Foreigner record because it's 1979. Just not how that worked, especially considering we haven't put out anything in, in, in three years, which, you know, a lot of people are like, I thought Rebel 9 was dead. And just from looking at me, you could probably make that assumption. And you'd be, you know, you'd be justified in making that assumption. But no, I'm not dead. Very much alive. Most of my band is also very much alive, which is, you know, kind of a bonus. Um, and that's and that's good. So we're, you know, we're just going to roll out from there uh, and see what I can kind of do in terms of promoting. In the meantime, I'm still trying to build this beery show for the Halloween show. So stay tuned uh, for that. Um, 
also check out all the other stuff on the channel. Uh, I don't probably don't need to promote everything individually, but give it a shot. I, w I will say I was listening to um, uh, Mike and Jimmy's uh, Discussions and Drinks, which is my favorite incarnation of the Bacon is My Podcast. Uh, I was listening to it uh, the beginning of it a couple days ago, or yesterday. Man, holy crap. Was yesterday really only a day ago? Jesus. Anyway, I was listening to it and talking, uh, they were talking about it's so funny, like, whenever, some, when I'm listening and I'm not doing something, like, or driving or walking when I'm listening to them, I will literally answer them back. Like, it's a recorded show, and I'm not on it, but I will literally answer them back because I've talked to Mike and Jimmy so many times in my life that it feels like I'm there. So I feel like we're having a discussion, and then I realize they can't hear me. And it's not a sixth sense thing. It's just, like, I'm, you know, that was then, this is now kind of thing. And uh, that's that's basically on me. But, but uh, they were talking about... Um, you know, production and uh, self-producing music and kind of like, you know, how they do things. And like, um, you know, Jimmy makes a really good point. Jimmy is a very, very talented songwriter anyway, but he's also a very experienced songwriter at this point. Uh, he's been around long enough and worked with different producers long enough uh, and just been involved in that kind of thing to know the importance of, um, of production, pre-production, uh, input and feedback, and that's that's a really tough thing. And I've talked here many, many times about how um, when I was still in G Davy, which is in G Davy was the precursor to Rebel Nine. In fact, very little changed uh, other than the writing style and the production style, and adding uh, Matt as a guitar player. The, the band just basically rolled right over into it. So there was no abrupt end or anything like that. Very contiguous. Uh, but one of the changes was, I guess, my... It wasn't... I guess it wasn't so much my realization. I mean, I realized it because things happen. And then I was like, oh. Uh, but the realization, I suppose, that um, production is necessary. It just is. Um, and I was writing constantly... And, you know, producing work constantly and creating material constantly. And uh, it wasn't going as, you know, far as I want. It was great locally. Like, people liked us. We were a really good live band. We were fun to see. Uh, we were fun to play with and all that other stuff. But it wasn't really going so well, you know, kind of like on the national stage. And until really, till we did the last record, till we did She Sells Smiles and the title track uh, landed in the CMJ charts. Um, but the the rollover from from GDAV to Rebel Nine, the main thing really was about was working with a producer and being willing to just be like, okay, maybe the stuff that I just put out isn't great or isn't perfect or isn't as good as it could be. That might seem like maybe even obvious or understandable, but if you've really never done it. And you're having whatever monicum of success that you're already having. Like, why would you mess with that formula? And and I've said it, like, it's ludicrous now to look back on that. Like, I would write a song in the G. Davy days and be like, cool, that song's now done. That's it. That was done. It never even occurred to me to go back and, like, edit parts that were troubling or edit parts that maybe weren't working so good or even improve on something later. I mean, I would mess around with lyrics from time to time, but... A lot of times that was just because I would find a better way to tell the story. And the lyrics really wouldn't change all that much. We'd be talking like flipping conjunctions, maybe some tense changes and stuff like that. But it was just so 
arrogant of me to just be like, cool, this song is done. Like, no, no, it's not, man. And now, as such a, like, a seasoned veteran of production, self-production, and otherwise, like, I am so far in the other way. Like, I was literally thinking of ways to rewrite stuff that was two records ago. You know, because it's, it, and it's really too late. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not re-recording. I mean, I guess unless I re-record the record, but, like, it's it's just bananas, that, that train of thought. But, like, you end up putting out better and better material. And that's why I was saying a couple weeks ago that I think that what we're about to do and what we're releasing currently is probably the best stuff we've ever done. Anyway, point of it is that Jimmy was saying that it's really important to be able to sit there and take that feedback. Like, it's... You have to be really willing and confident, not necessarily in your ability, but confident in your ability to accept that criticism and that feedback uh, in order and willing. Willing is probably the most important part uh, to be able to move forward because sometimes there's subtle changes. And uh, my old producer, Eddie, and I, who are like very close, like he's one of my better friends, if not one of my best friends. Um, when we would talk about stuff on the last record, which I think Do No Harm is just a really good, you know, to, to, the, to date, the best Rebel 9 record by a lot. And we would talk about stuff like where we would disagree on things. But what we were pushing for, he was like, yeah, I think it'll be 55 to, you know, 55 percent. This is the way to go versus 45 percent. And I'd be like, well, I really feel like it's, you know. 52%. So we would have to make choices that, like, honestly, nobody cares about and nobody hears because we'd be, like, arguing different things. But it did not start out that way. Like, when we were working on the on the, the what would become the Razorblade Diaries, like, not only did basically everything suck and everything had to get rewritten, but, and I've told this story, like, we actually sat and had the conversation about how I was not a good enough singer for this band. And I actually had to ask for six months to really work on it, really improve on it, take and get, and I asked for that feedback so I would know where to go. I went and I did some lessons with Melissa Cross in the city, uh, who I credit with teaching me how to sing. I took a big beating. It was a huge ego crush for sure, because you have to be willing to just be broken down and be built and build yourself back up again. And I'm really, really glad I did it. As painful as it was at the time, like, I'm really glad I did it because I think on the other side, I'm a much better songwriter, singer, and musician. I do remember at the time telling my drummer, Mike, about that conversation. And Mike's response was just so classically Mike and just brilliant because he was like, did you get a free punch in the nuts with that? It sucked. It sucked hearing you're not good enough to sing. And the bitch of it was that I knew I wasn't good enough to sing for this band. I just didn't want anyone else saying it. But I did not come here to talk about any of that. Just go ahead and watch that if you want. And just realize that I was talking to myself the entire time. I did this. I have some homework for you. I want to just talk about this briefly and I will get to the point. I already feel like we're going to run over today. So if you had plans at, say, 12.20, like cancel them uh, or do them at 1225 it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but so I printed this out because it, it like again it's gonna help me build and, and accentuate a point I'm trying to make later but these are dumb laws that are on the books in Texas now Texas I consider to be probably one of the dumber states in the Union not literally like literacy like that's still you know Alabama and uh, Mississippi and Arkansas and stuff like that but Texas is just maybe not dumb but stupid like there's a lot of really bad stuff that's going on in Texas currently and the people 
people there are just either not aware of it or not interested in doing anything about it or not opening their eyes enough to see what's actually going on. They have a horrendous governor, and they have a horrendous governorship to the point where they basically, like, tried to disbar, if they haven't already, their, their attorney general. Like, dude, the guy leading the charge in there is, like, a criminal if he hasn't been removed already, which is just... Say what you want about Letitia James. She's no criminal, and, you know, New York's got a lot of problems, but, you know, that ain't one of them. But anyway, I want to just read some of these because they're funny. So, dumb laws in Texas, right? So, uh, one must acknowledge a supreme being before being able to hold public office. Seems like a weird thing to be as a law, but Texas is the Bible Belt, you know, so I understand why that is. Uh, But also in Texas, it is illegal to sell one's eye. Now... I'm just going to leave that there, and I'm going to let you soak that in, because there's better stuff. Now, this should not surprise anyone, but homosexual behavior is a misdemeanor offense in Texas. Okay. Uh, that's That would affect probably most people I know, and uh, I don't mean that in a gay way. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, the entire Encyclopedia Britannica is banned in Texas because it contains a formula for making beer at home. Well, it's really hard to argue with that one. I mean, that's crazy. Um, I have... Uh, it is illegal. This is important. It is illegal for one to shoot a buffalo from the second story of a hotel. Now, sometimes dumb laws make sense. This has not been one of those times. It is also illegal to milk another person's cow in Texas. That's that's pretty good. Now, my personal favorite. A recently passed anti-crime law in Texas requires criminals to give their victims 24 hours notice, either orally or in writing, and to explain the nature of the crime to be committed. Personally... I think that's awesome. Hey, man, I'm going to rob you probably in about 24 hours. And I'll be like, it's always a no. Now, here's something that's going to affect a vast majority of my audience. So I want everybody to listen very carefully if you're planning to go to Texas or anywhere near it. In Texas. It is illegal to take more than three sips of beer at a time while standing. This is a law on the books. And finally, I don't know who this applies to. Probably the same people. Uh, uh, Up to a felony charge can be levied for promoting the use of or owning more than six dildos. Yes, Texas coming in hot. I don't know what everybody's uh, dildo whatever quantity is, but just be careful if you go to Texas. And the reason I bring this up, and this is the point I'm trying to get to, is because there are laws that exist on the books that people can arguably be like, why is that a law? Why does that exist? Right? Arguably. There are also laws on the books that make complete sense. Uh, Let's say our Bill of Rights, first 10 amendments to the Constitution. The laws on the books, right? Let's uh, let's stick with the first one: uh, uh, the the free uh, freedom of speech, press, right to assemble, protest, all that other stuff. This is the law of the land, right? This is this is settled law. Every now and then, you get a case that comes up: is this speech? Is this protected? All that other stuff. But that is the law of the land, and. 
What I have found, and this is where I'm adding on from last week, what I have found is there is a lot of people that don't like laws like that. They like them when they apply to them. They like laws that are good for them. And that's, you know, people like that speed in school zones or don't use their blinker, right? Like, I, I just, it, I don't want it. That's not a really, that's not a, that's not an important, that's not a real law. It is a real law. You're not allowed to speed in a school zone, and it's a requirement to use your blinker when changing lanes or leaving or entering, you know, a highway. It's the law. And what I found since last week when I was talking about Megan Rapinoe is I keep seeing these posts from people, conservatives, only conservatives, uh, where you show, like, Megan Rapinoe and, like, uh, members of the U.S. Women's National Team kneeling during the national anthem, and people on the right love to call these people losers. And I love to challenge them every single time because what they are doing, and I have to keep this short because we've already run long, surprise, what they are doing is they are exercising their right to free speech as protected in the Constitution, the, the governing body of our great democracy, of our great nation, the benchmark, those 10, those Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Those are the law of the land. And it's in so much as uh, in Texas versus Johnson, yes, I did more homework, uh, is a landmark decision by the Supreme Court of the United States in which the court held five to four that burning the flag, burning the flag of the United States was protected speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. As doing so counts as symbolic speech and political speech, which are protected in the United States of America, in this great country. And the reason they are protected is because our founding fathers knew how important that was. So, when you see people that are kneeling before the flag in silent protest of something, you should really embrace that as a symbol of what it means to be an American. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people think it's disrespectful. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it doesn't make them any less of an American for doing it. In fact, it makes them more of an American. And as I was saying last week, the people that are complaining about this, those are your anti-Americans. Those are the people that do not like America for what it stands for. They like what they think America should stand for, which is everything that they want and everything that they believe in. And they have failed to grasp the simple fact that the American experiment is for all of us. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness for all of its citizens. Not just a few conservatives that think it should be the way it should be. Those are the people that are wrong. They're constantly wrong. They are getting louder and louder as they're getting more wrong and more wrong. And I want you to remember that when you see that, rem just remember, this is a protected First Amendment right. The law of the land. If you don't like the activity, that's fine. You don't have to. But do not disrespect it. Because when you disrespect it, you disrespect America and all of the good Americans that are doing the job and abiding by the rules that our country agreed to. And, to, and just to use a phrase from the far, far right, if you don't like it, leave. I am happy to show you the door. Bye-bye. And, uh, you know, take a few rips on the way out. <laughs>